Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life, the podcast dedicated exclusively to helping you create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your gifts. I'm grateful today to have a fabulous guest, Brandon Leibowitz. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on today. You're just welcome. I'm delighted. I'm delighted to have you here. So rather than me uh, mess up some kind of an introduction and say something not well, one of the first questions I always like to ask people is tell us how, what, instead of saying, tell us what you do, I hate saying that. So I say, tell us how you add good to the world. I help businesses get more exposure and visibility online using SEO, which is a way to get free traffic to your website, search engine optimization, and been doing that since 2007, just helping people or businesses get more online visibility and exposure since nowadays, almost everyone's connected and uses the internet. And if you're not online, you're missing out on potential sales, leads, phone calls, clients, and just making sure that people get that visibility and exposure online when people are searching for them, that they show up and tap into that free traffic. So that's fabulous. And I love that because, you know, I, as a business, I mean, I've written a bunch of books and have stuff on Amazon and, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so I certainly am grateful for what you do. And I know everyone else that uses the internet is. Um, so I used to hear a lot about so-called black hat traffic techniques and white hat and stuff. Tell me a little bit about that and what's the difference and why it's like better to use, I guess, white hat. I don't know even that I know the definitions well enough to even say that, but tell me a little bit about that. Well, there's ways that Google wants you to do SEO and then there's ways that people find and manipulate and find loopholes and ways to game the system and trick Google and White Hat SEO is really just going by the books and doing what Google wants you to do. And if you read up in Google Webmaster Guidelines, what they're looking for, and as long as you follow the rule or follow what they're looking for, that's called White Hat SEO. When you start breaking the rules and tricking Google, that'd be Black Hat SEO. So an example of something deceptive would be going into your website and adding keywords all over your page, but making them in like font size 0.001 and your website is has a white background, you use white font so it hides this text because that's something where you're tricking Google where people can't see this text, but Google could see it. And anything where it's you're like doing something where it seems a little deceptive or it seems like you're hiding or tricking Google, Google probably knows about this. They've probably seen people do this over the years. And if they see that you're doing it, they're going to penalize you and drop you down in ranking. So instead of ranking you higher, you drop down, which is the last thing we want to happen, we don't want you to drop down in rankings. We want you to get more traffic. So you don't want to do anything that's considered deceptive or black hat SEO because Google finds out, they'll drop you down. Worst case scenario is they'll kick you off the search engine permanently, which I haven't seen happen too frequently, but it does happen. And 
we would never want that to happen to your website or your business. So just make sure that you do everything that is by the books and you're not doing anything deceptive or trying to beat or trick Google. So, you know, I'm going to just go way out on a limb here and you can free to disagree because I work with the idea of people using their gifts. And I think of selling a service and I, you know, I really believe in that. It's not just mumbo jumbo that I say that some people say, do you think there's any correlation between the kinds of businesses or people who would want to use tricky black hat stuff do you think there's any correlation between the kinds of people that would do that and the kinds of services they offer? In other words, I guess what I'm saying is, to me, it would make sense because I sell positivity, coaching, encouragement, do what you you know, what you know, love, et cetera. I wouldn't even think about doing that stuff. So to me, there's a correlation. Do you think that? I mean, you've done this now for 16, 17 years. Is there a correlation there? Maybe some, like people doing like, casino or like pharmaceutical stuff where they're just selling things that aren't the most ethical might want to just gain the system because they know it's short-lived and they just want to try to make as much money as possible but other people that are more stable sometimes they want to find those loopholes and they're like how can i get that traffic quicker and i tell them you can but you're putting yourself at risk where if google finds out that they're gonna penalize you and drop you down but Feel like it runs the gauntlet. I don't feel like there's any personality type, but people that are doing more shady type of businesses probably want that quicker traffic because they know it's really short lived what they're doing and they want to maximize that. But I've seen both spectrums, so like it's kind of all over the place. I just wondered because to me, to me, it seems like there would be, but uh, you know, I could be wrong. So I'd like to know more about your your story. Like you're an expert in this. You've been doing it for, you said, 2007. So that makes this year, what, 16, 17, something like that. And when you to get to be an expert like you are, you don't fall up that mountain. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you decide this is who you wanted to be? The, the SEO guy that helps people get their traffic and sell their products. I just kind of fell into it, wasn't planning on it. I got my degree in business marketing. And the first job I got out of school was helping a company out with their digital marketing back in 2007. And after working there for a few months, just realized this is probably the future. Everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. And there's a lot of different ways to get traffic. Back then, I was helping out with their social media. I was doing some paid ads, doing email marketing, doing search engine optimization, and everything works to get traffic. You want to try to get traffic from as many different places as possible. But SEO is just a way to get free traffic. And I thought, why spend money on paid ads if you can get up there for free? So over the years, I worked at different advertising agencies as a director of SEO. And before work, after work, on my lunch breaks, I worked on my own company and built that up to where I was able to eventually quit my job and focus solely on this. But really wasn't planning on it. Didn't even know about SEO until I graduated and got my degree. And that's why I learned about SEO and digital and just realized this is going to take off and this is probably the future and that I should probably stick with this digital versus traditional and kept going with that and really never looked back. What is it in your heart that drives you to do that? I mean, you're a smart guy. You got a degree in marketing and you saw this, you saw a trend, you decided to hitch your wagon to it. Okay. Is it fun for you? Do you really enjoy this? Like you get it, go, yeah, I get to help these people today. Or is it, oh, another day at the office? How does that? No, I enjoy it. Sitting around behind the computer all day. Not ideal, but other than that, I enjoy it. And Google changes all the time. So it keeps me on your toes because 
every single day Google is changing their algorithm. So it's not like you're doing the same thing over and over again. It's kind of like you're becoming a de- detective and just trying to figure out what's going on in Google's algorithm today, what's going on in or upcoming in the future. So it makes it interesting and it keeps me, so it's not the same tedious things over and over again, which I enjoy that. And watching businesses grow also is something that is rewarding. And I like seeing that as well. So that's that's a, a really interesting thing that you said. You enjoy watching businesses grow. So I'd like you to tell me a couple of stories. And the stories would be like maybe a business that you that came to you or that you came to doesn't really matter where you really thought you could help them and they weren't sure and there was some maybe this will work maybe it won't just sort of walk me through what happened what you tried and that eventual success and how that felt both for them and for you um one would be working with this leasing company where they lease vehicles and they have a website that was good but wasn't really SEO or friendly for Google. So the way Google works is what we see and what Google sees is different. Google looks in the coding of a website and that's how they read websites. So if the coding is off or it doesn't make sense or it's hard for Google to read it, they're going to get stuck and not really understand what this page is about and not rank you for those correct keywords. So going in and letting them know that we need to fix the website, which was essentially rebuilding the site. They didn't really want to do that. So we stopped working together and then they rebuilt the website a few, like a year later. And once they rebuilt it, then I worked with them and kind of made sure that everything was done properly with the site migration and that all the new pages were readable for Google. And by pretty much doing a few things within a month, their traffic shot up. Usually when you redesign a website, you lose a lot of traffic because Google has to reevaluate and re and understand what this new website is about or what the pages are about and re we kind of crawled the website and relearn what all this stuff is about. But since they really couldn't read the old website, they didn't really have much to go off. And with this new one, they were able to really understand it much better. And their rankings just pretty much exploded. And then doing some other stuff like building backlinks and getting Google to trust them more, just kept it going in that right direction. But initially just making sure the website was readable for the search engines, got them up there because sometimes I work with people that they're just wondering why I'm not getting traffic. And they put a little, well, they accidentally, checked a box somewhere or put some code in there that says Google blocked this website from Google. So Google can't find it. And just by unchecking that box, sometimes you'll see your traffic just jumps up because now Google's reading your website, showing it in the search engines. Cause sometimes you can tell Google, like, for example, if you're an e-commerce website and you're selling products, I don't want your shopping cart being shown in Google or private, like people's profiles about what products they purchase. So you tell Google block these pages, but sometimes people block their entire website from Google and, that's a big no, no, we don't want to do that intentionally. So fixing little things like that, which carries some technical knowledge, but once that's done, Google's going to reward you because now they can read that page. So watching you describe that, it was fun for me because it was clear to me that Brandon enjoyed that. He enjoys being the detective, finding the boxes to uncheck or even the recommendation of redoing your website because it's so confusing. Google can't figure out what you're talking about and, and getting that. So how did it feel? Obviously for the leasing company, they were excited that things started happening. How did you feel when you saw your number one, your prediction was right to start with and needed to rebuild it. And number two, when you came back to help them and you saw 
them start to win. What does that feel like for you? It's all good because, I mean, you never know with Google how fast they're going to make those changes or reward you with those changes. Sometimes it takes weeks, months, years for them to update their algorithm and update your ranking. So seeing it happen so quickly is always nice because it usually doesn't happen that quickly. Some sites do, but most sites take time for you to get those rankings. So seeing it jump up so quickly and seeing them just skyrocket with their traffic and also their leads coming in was always a nice thing. And the business owner was happy about it. I mean, they still want more. So we're going <laughs> and growing and growing because there's always more room for improvement, but they're definitely pleased with the initial movement and happy to see that. What happens? Uh, so if someone says, like you use the regular buzzwords, SEO optimization and crawling friendly spider, blah, blah, blah. And for a lot of people, you know, that's like over their pay grade and uh, even including me. I mean, I understand the words, but don't know a lot of detail. If you come and you need to one, evaluate someone's website and then two, recommend changes and then three, implement those changes. And there may be more steps than that, but those are the ones that occur to me. How long does that take you to do an evaluation, get a second recommendations and assuming they say yes to, to do that stuff? Well, evaluation doesn't take too long since I know kind of what to look for because there's a lot of places to look, but some things are more important than others. So just going in and looking at your website versus your competitors. So figuring out how much SEO you've done to your website, how much SEO your competitors have done and what's the disconnect. And it really comes down to what are called backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google's going to give to you and the higher they're going to rank you. So what is a backlink? A backlink is a clickable link from another website that points to yours. So let's say you're reading an article on the like wikipedia.com or .org and somewhere in there it says Brandon Leibowitz and you click on that and it goes to my website. I'd be getting a backlink from Wikipedia. So the more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google's going to give to you and then they look at those keywords on your website, but it doesn't work the other way around. Without backlinks, it's pretty much impossible to rank on Google. So I have to look at how many backlinks do you have? How many backlinks do your competitors have? And how do we get you more quality backlinks than your competitors? So the valuation doesn't take too long. It's the implementation. That's the part that takes the most time is figuring out, all right, now that we know what we need to do, how do we go about doing it? Maybe you you have a hundred backlinks and your competitors have a thousand backlinks. And we got to figure out, all right, how do we get to, to that level? What do they do? Do they write articles? Do they do blogs? Do they do press releases? Do they do podcasts? Do they do interviews? Do they do, if they're an e-commerce website, do they get like product reviews by giving out products to other people to review on their website? And it's just got to be reverse engineering your competitors' strategies and seeing what's worked, how to incorporate what's worked into your own website and avoid what is not going to work. Like maybe your competitors are getting some backlinks from like pharmaceutical sites and all these low quality sites. We want to avoid those and go for quality because nowadays it's all about quality, not quantity. In the past, the more backlinks you had, the higher you'd rank. Now it's the more quality backlinks. And a quality backlink is a website that's related to what you're doing and authoritative. That's the two more important things that you have to look for when building those backlinks. And that really is one of the most important things for SEO is building backlinks. Google's whole algorithm started based off backlinks. It's still heavily based off backlinks to this day. It's changed a lot how they looked at them over the years, but it's still heavily based off backlinks. So because you're such an expert, you, your, your conversations really dance, meaning there's a lot of stuff in there. 
And just for my own understanding, and maybe for some of the folks that are listening, I'm going to take it apart a little. Quality backlinks. So if I write an article on Medium and it refers to my website, or if we, if there's a Wikipedia that refers to me, I, I've heard that Wikipedia is highly authoritative in terms of Google's view. So you said quality backlinks and gave some examples. If I have a hundred and I need a thousand, what kinds of things, and I assuming I don't have any crappy backlinks from weird stuff, let's pretend that away for a minute. And you're just trying to build me some high quality backlinks. What would I think about? What have I not been doing that you might suggest to me to start a campaign to do what? Well, we would look at your competitor's backlinks. So there's tools, you have to pay for them, but they'll show you any website's backlinks. So I can see your backlinks. And then we can also go into Google, search for your keywords. He was on that first page of Google and throw them into these different tools and look at all their backlinks. And then one, one by one, start picking and choosing the ones that are relevant and authoritative. You have to pay for these tools, but some of the more popular ones would be Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush, where essentially you could throw any website in there. You could throw Google in there and see all of their backlinks. And that's going to show you their strategy of how and, they've got that. And trust. there's probably a billion of those, right? Too many for Google. So, but Google's not your competitor. So no. I mean, unless you're a search engine, which hopefully you're not a search engine because it's gonna be no, really no, to break no. into that market. But that's where you start. If you're doing like personal development, then let's search Google personal development into there, into that search that keyword in Google and see who's on that first page of Google. And any of these websites that rank there, those are your competitors. If it's not technically a competitor, like let's say Wikipedia ranks, that might not be your competitor, but if Google shows them for your keywords, they technically are a competitor online. And you want to look at what backlinks they've gone and what keywords they've used on their website, how they structured it, and look at their overall strategy. So that's fabulous. And it just gets me thinking. I mean, I've got a, because I have a weird last name, Kellen Flukiger, well, first and last name, getting my website was really easy, like $2, right? Nobody wanted KellenFlukiger.com. And mm -hmm. so I got that many years ago. But the personal development or uh, personal achievement or success and all those kinds of things are, you know, keywords that I would like to rank for. So what you're telling me is, gee, who's higher than you on Google for those words? Find out what they're doing, who's referring to them, and how do we get similar or better quality backlinks talking about my site so I can rank? That Did I understand that right? Mm -hmm. Yep, that pretty much summarizes how works for the most part. There's a lot of other stuff that goes into it, but backlinks are just such a big part of Google's algorithm that you can build a perfect website. You can put keywords all over your website, but without backlinks, Google's just not going to trust you. They're just not going to believe that you are who you say you are because too many people have checked Google over the years that they really need to scrutinize every website to make sure you're trustworthy because they don't want to just rank a website and then all of a sudden you no longer are that business. Like let's say you're doing like personal development and then all of a sudden you change, you start ranking for those keywords and then you change over and start posting pornography, which doesn't seem like it would happen all the time, but it happens way too much. That like Google doesn't want that because that's a bad user experience and that's going to get people saying, what's going on, Google? Why are you showing me this website that's supposed to be up about this? And now they've changed. So Google's like, well, we don't want to just rank any website. You need to really build trust. I mean, you have to think about like the dark web and all this weird stuff that goes on. Google's ticked off over half the websites off the internet just because... They just don't trust them. You have to really build that trust and let them know that you are really trustworthy 
legitimate, credible. You're not scamming people or hacking people or stealing their information or anything like that. Wow. So how, is a typical engagement where you use your gifts and talents to elevate a business profile or help them get more traffic, is that like an ongoing thing for years or is that like a three months or what is it? What does a person do? I mean, I can understand making sure your keywords are not in white, but done well and done in the right proportions. And I can understand evaluating your your own backlinks and competitors and then creating a strategy. Do you implement the strategy? Is this ongoing? Do you give the customer that to doing? Do you come in and do something and then go away? Or do people hire you for like a long time to be their trusted ally to keep them in high demand yeah it just depends on that competition so there's 10 spots on that first page of google and once you get to that first page of google you're pushing someone off that first page of google they're not going to be happy about that and they're going to look at your backlinks or look at your keywords or pretty much do what i'm doing look at your seo and try to outrank you so if you have competition you have to maintain those rankings. If you don't have any competition, then you don't really have to worry about anyone trying to fight for that spot. So let's say like you're a restaurant in Los Angeles, a lot of restaurants, there's only 10 spots on that first page of Google, there's only three spots on the map on that first page of Google. So it's not much real estate. So you're fighting for it versus let's say you're a restaurant in some small town where there's maybe only like five other restaurants and you still want to maintain that top position, but you're not going to have to worry too much about dropping down onto page two or three or four. So the more competition you have, the more maintenance you're going to have to do to maintain those rankings versus lower competition. Not much you have to do to maintain those rankings. But most people will stay on just to make sure that they don't drop down because over time, if you don't do any SEO, you're slowly going to drop down. It's not going to sure. be immediate. Like with paid ads, stop running paid ads, you're gone. With SEO, you stop doing SEO. Over time, eventually, Google's not going to trust you anymore. And that's why you have to keep building backlinks and Keep getting Google to realize that you are relevant, that you're trustworthy, and that you're still in business. Because also Google looks at like how often is your website updated? If you never update your website, Google thinks that you might not be in business, even though you might still be in business. If you don't update it, Google thinks, all right, are you still around? So that's why blogging became popular a long time ago. That's an easy way to add more content to your website, keep your website updated, and just add fresh, relevant content to keep Google happy and also to keep people happy with more more data, more stuff to read about your business. So it's kind of like the what have you done for me lately kind of thing, right? Google's Google's asking that all the time. What have you done lately? Okay, cool. So it does uh how much time do you have to spend keeping your craft sharp, like keeping track of Google algorithm changes or the rankings, the authority rankings of various backlinking sites and stuff like that? How much work is that for you to stay at the top of your game? never really ends constantly always learning reading and trying things out testing strategies out and just talking to other people other webmasters other business owners and just trying to figure out what's going on listening to podcasts listening, watching youtube videos reading articles blogs forums joining facebook groups about digital marketing and just trying to always be learning because there is no constant it's always changing and what works today might not work tomorrow for the most part it should, but you never know. And new sites emerge, new trends, chat GPT, all this new stuff is always changing. So you always got to be on top of it. So it never really ends, which also keeps it interesting because it's not the same thing over and over again. Do you do you uh, belong to, I, I, 
So somehow I imagine, and you can tell me if this is right, that there's a, a fairly eclectic group of high-powered people that do the work that you do and stay up to speed on all the good stuff so they can serve their clients at best and and sort of fight for that those spots at the top of rankings. Do you guys know each other? Is it like a community where people know each other's names of the good guys that are doing this really well? Some of them, for the most part, not all of them, but some of them will put themselves out there. So some of the bigger ones and like myself, I have a YouTube channel. So I try to put myself out there more and build up my name and my credibility and my knowledge and sharing it. But not all the people will do it. Some people want to stay behind the scenes or like some of the more unethical, like the black hat people. Well, like we're not even talking them. about those. Yeah, we dismissed those in the first few minutes. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, the good guys like you. So you, I was just going to ask you, so do you, are you one of the people that put YouTube videos and out that someone else is watching so that they can stay up to speed? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I have my own YouTube channel. So if they search my name, Brandon Leibowitz, they can see those videos and have a lot of videos about just all aspects of SEO, social media, running paid ads, using Google Analytics, like how to track everything. So it's always important to learn and be watching and learning and reading as much as possible. Well, then I guess you have the benefit of not having John Smith for a name, but Brandon Leibowitz. Right? Yeah. right, it helps out. We both have unique names, which makes it easier to brand ourselves and it, not it, too many Brandon Leibowitzes out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Well, I love that. So, what I'd like you to do now is I'd like you to tell our listeners everything about where to find you. I think we have a good idea of what you do. You use white hat ethical methods to help businesses rank, to keep them high ranking, to get backlinks, to get backlinks from authoritative sites, to help keep their site updated, fresh content. You present strategies and uh, implementation plans so that people can get all that stuff to get traffic. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's did, I, did I miss anything? Uh, also help out to make sure that once they get traffic to their website, that it converts. Because I realize over the years, getting traffic is just half the battle. Once you get someone to your website, how do you get them to buy off of you or whatever your goal is, get them to call you, email you. So that's where I also help out called conversion rate optimization and realizing that SEO, people don't really care about traffic. They want leads, phone calls, sales, conversion. So that's where I realized over the years, I got to focus on the holistic and just make sure that it all ties together and it all works to get them those clients because that's ultimately what most business owners want. So do you work on copywriting too and stuff like that or? A little bit. Yeah. Well, help out with like touch points. So help out with social media now and help it out with paid ads and do email a little bit more because over the past few years, I was mainly focused on SEO, but now I realized it all works together to get clients because I can rank you for your keywords, but if no one's purchasing off of your website, that doesn't do much. And I could get you ranked for all your keywords, but if your website isn't loading quickly, it doesn't look good on mobile. It doesn't have all these, doesn't have trust, testimonials, reviews, or whatever it needs to have people trust you, then it's not going to really work out. So now I want you to tell us everywhere we can find you. Where? What is your channels? How do we find your website? How do we find, if someone hears this and says, I need to talk to Brandon, and maybe they want to, uh, you know, inquire more or see what you can do for them. How do we find you and any way that you want to describe? So I actually create a special gift for everybody. If they go to my website at seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. They can find that there along with my contact information and 
classes I've done over the years, I've thrown up there for free as well. So if they want to watch those and see step-by-step how to do a lot of stuff that we talked about, they can watch that there. And also if they want to book some time on my calendar for a free website analysis from an SEO point of view, I'm happy to check it out and see what's working, what's not working and how to get them to that level that they want to be at. And they can book some time on my calendar there for free as well. Wow, that's generous. SEO optimizers, plural with an S, optimizers.com forward slash gift. Yes. So as a final thought, as we get ready to wind down here, you know, lots of people still, I'm sure, think, yeah, yeah, I know I should probably do that, but I probably can't afford it. And I don't know, whatever. And they put it off. Tell us your thoughts about what you would say to those guys. Well, I would say if you can't afford it, then there's other routes. Like I could, you could watch the videos. You could try to do some of this stuff yourself and then have someone like myself or anyone that does SEO do little pieces that you can't do, but there's always ways around it. But I would definitely use tools like the Google Keyword Planner. It's a free tool from Google. It'll show you how many people actually search for your keyword every single month. So you can see, am I losing out on hundreds of people, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people searching from our products or service every single month that my competitors are getting that traffic. And that's going to show you where, what potential you have. So you see that tens of thousands of people are searching for that keyword. You try to figure out, all right, what's my revenue? What's my profitability? How much, maybe if I get 1% of those people to become a client, what is that value? And you can kind of do that math and see, is it worth it to put that money into SEO or any other traffic source? But nowadays everyone is online and you're not online. Someone else is up there taking that traffic away from you. So got to have that visibility, especially after the past couple of years that's gone on in the world and things shutting down. If you're not online, then it's going to be tough, especially now with cell phones, everyone's connected with mobile devices and it makes it much easier. So got to be online. And if you're not online, then I would look and search using those tools to see, is it worthwhile for me? Are my competitors taking that traffic that I should be getting myself? Yeah. Is So is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have or that you'd like to tell me or us about you, yourself, your work or anything? I think we covered a lot. I would just say be patient with it all. Digital takes time or marketing. Everything takes time. It's not immediate. So just keep working at it. Don't get discouraged if you don't see those immediate results. But as long as you keep working at it and building it up over time, you'll see that traction and see that growth. But don't just get discouraged if you don't see that yourself going viral, just exploding. It does take time. Brandon, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for your diligence. Thank you for the work you do. It's important work. I appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you for having me on today. You're absolutely welcome. So guests, listeners, I want you to go back and listen to this. Brandon talks fast, kind of like I do sometimes. And I love it. And that means his conversation with us is dense. And there's a lot in there. So use the tools. He gave you some free things. He gave you some paid things. And what he gave us most of all is the assurance that if we're online, we need to do it on purpose and use the tools that are available. If you do that, you'll get more clients, more customers. You'll extend your reach and you'll be able to create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is your ultimate life. 
with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet on the ground.